This is Data Podcast. In the ever-changing world of data, this is the podcast packed full of information to keep you right on top of all the developments. From AWS and Azure, through to data science, big data, AI and NoSQL, and everything in between, we cover the essential updates from both a technical and non-technical perspective, including special guests and in-depth interviews. Now, please welcome your hosts, Rajiv Baha and Shabnam Khan, with today's episode of Data Podcast. Today, we are excited to talk with the Guy in a Q team. Guy in a Q is a YouTube channel for Power BI, which is a data visualization application. Currently, Patrick LeBan and Adam Sexton are producing contents there. We start with our amazing guest, Adam Sexton. He is just a guy in a cube doing the work. He's in the Power BI team at Microsoft, working on documentation for Power BI and reporting services. He's based in Texas and started with Microsoft, supporting SQL Server connectivity and reporting services in 2005. Adam has has worked for Power BI since the beginning on the support sites and now helps to produce content for these products. In addition to documentation, he produces weekly videos for the Guy in a Cube YouTube channel. We are also lucky to have another rock star, Patrick LeBlanc. Patrick LeBlanc is currently a data platform solutions architect at Microsoft and a contributing partner to Guy in a Cube. Along with his 15 plus years works experience in IT, he holds a master's of science degree from Louisiana State University. He is the co-author and author of five SQL Server books. Prior to joining Microsoft, he was awarded the Microsoft MVP Award for his contributions to the community. Patrick is a regular speaker at many SQL Server conferences also. Welcome to our show, gentlemen. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. You are welcome. Rajiv, take it away. All right. Now, both of you make a highly engaging contents touching on Power BI technology in your YouTube channel. And I'm a huge fan of it. And I've learned and discovered concepts I wasn't aware of. And one thing I kind of enjoyed is when you, in the middle of your videos, sometimes you put in random stuff, just like Family Guy TV show, uh, cartoon show. And so it's kind of really neat. Would you mind telling, telling us why you chose that format? I just wanted a format that was engaging and really just had a conversation with customers and people that were watching the content. Um, so originally I started out doing blogging and then we went to, uh, as I was doing that, I thought, Hey, why not do video and make that go along with it? So I started doing the video along with the blogging and uh, just from the support side, we engaged with a lot of customers and had a lot of stories. So it, it ended up working out well. And then I just kind of grew from there. So there is a video where uh, you and Adam, you state the concept behind the guy in a cube. Do you both share the same philosophy or is there anything more you would like to add to that history? Adam makes me uh, adopt a philosophy. I'm just kidding. I do. I absolutely. I I do. I mean, Adam wrote it, so absolutely. That's one. That's one reason I joined. Right. So I, I believe in you know sharing the content and just you know taking our knowledge and making it free for everyone. So yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, uh, when I asked Patrick to uh, join me on Guy in a Cube, I, I wouldn't have asked that if I didn't feel that he aligned to that same philosophy. So I think we, we both have that customer mindset and uh, we both enjoy doing that. We go, we speak at a lot of conferences. We engage with a lot of customers. Um, we like to hear their stories and uh, both try to help them out in their day-to-day jobs. That's what it's really about. Oh, great. Then uh, let's get into some details. Um, can you uh, share some uh, insight into the latest with Power BI Report Server and what were the driving factor behind it? If I recall correctly, they used to reside primarily in a SQL platform. 
Yeah, so uh, we've got a preview out right now for Power BI Report Server. It's the August 2017 preview, and that has the ability to pull in imported data for Power BI Reports, which everyone's been asking for. Um, so you can actually go do that today. Uh, it's also got the abilities to uh, work with Excel files, like in an Excel online format. In terms of driving factor behind it, uh, we knew that we wanted to provide the ability for Power BI Reports on premises. Uh, there's a lot of customer Power BI is a cloud service, and there's a a lot of customers that uh, either for some reason aren't comfortable with the cloud or just they just can't. Uh, good examples of that are like government entities or financial institutions where they just they have to have it on premises. And so this is a way for them to be able to use Power BI reports on premises in their environment without ever touching the cloud. And so we did. Uh, so we have on the SQL side, we have or we had and we still have uh, SQL Server reporting services. And so Power BI Report Server is based on that technology. Uh, we've basically taken everything that's great about reporting services and we've added the functionality to use Power BI Reports on-premises. And that is what you get with Power BI Report Server. Awesome. Now I have a question for you, Patrick. Um, you have showed us how to enable Cortana to connect with Power BI. That was a super cool demo. Um, what is the idea behind it? Is it fair to say that the use case would be too broadly uh, distribute dashboards so that they won't have to log into a specific site? You know, that could be one, but I'll be honest with you guys. Most of the videos, and I'm sure Adam can attest to this, is that most of our videos are customer driven. So that particular video, I was working with the customer and they were struggling a little bit to get it set up. And I was like, let me show you how to do it. And so I spent some time and I walked through the steps and I just recorded the video and I recorded it for, you know, for the customer. And it just kind of, I didn't realize it was going to be as popular as it was. Um, Amir Nets, Adam actually sent me a note. And he was like, look, Amir actually, and I don't know if you guys know Amir Nets, but he is the uh, technical fellow at Microsoft and he tweeted it. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize it was going to be this great. But it was purely because someone was trying to figure it out. And I said, well, let me show him how to do it. And why not record a video? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's super cool because it's like a doing a case study, but it's more visual and interactive and engaging. That's super nice. Now let's uh, get into the security side of things in Power BI. How is it different <clears throat> compared to SSRS? And would you mind sharing a few pointers about uh, this concept called RLS, also known as role level security? So I'll, I'll take the first part of that, and then I'll <laughs> let Patrick talk about role level security. Yeah. So Power BI, the cloud service or the cloud offering, is it, it's a uh, it's a service in Microsoft infrastructure. So it's very similar to, uh, we, we sit inside of the Office 365 uh, environment. And so it's it's backed primarily by Azure Active Directory. And so you have an organizational account and you sign in uh, with your organizational account that's part of a tenant and everything's managed that way. So you have a tenant administrator and they assign licenses. And then inside of Power BI, you have your own personal workspace and you can share things with other users or you can be part of what's called an app workspace space, which allows you to have isolated groups, uh, think of them like folders uh, that people could be members of as part of that. So your content is for you and inside of your organization, it's not uh, readily available by anyone else unless you give them access to that. Um, so reporting services on premises, uh, it's based on Windows authentication. Um, and then it also has a mechanism inside where you can assign rights to people. So people can be browsers or contributors um, and 
then you can set up folder security inside of the web portal as well. Um, so you can control that from an administrative perspective and grant access uh, based on your Windows identity. And then Power BI Report Server, it's built on uh, with the reporting services technology. So it's the same for Power BI Report Server as it is with reporting services. So anything you're familiar with with reporting services, you'll be right at home in Power BI Report Server. But the, the cloud right. service and the on-premises uh, offerings are very different from a security perspective. All right, Patrick, go for real-level security. No, I love world-level security. <laughs> I, I sleep, dream, eat about it. Uh, so world-level security can be done in two places, right? You can do it in the desktop, but I recommend... You know, the desktop has a great feature and it allows you to do it. But I recommend you do it back on the back end in analysis services. And so I work in U.S. I work for U.S. education and it comes up a lot in U.S. education, um, especially in K-12s, because you have all these school districts and you want to control which principal or which teacher can see data within, you know, role level, you know, within your data set. And so by setting up role level security using a simple DAC statement and actually they've made it much simpler for Casper. Strong Casper's on the prior. I don't know how to pronounce his name. His last name very good, but he um, he wrote a really good blog post on simplifying it. And so before you had to use the uh, uh, it was not complicated, but somewhat of a a long DAX expression to you know bake in role level security in the model. But now you can use user principal name, um, which will return like an email address, and it's easy to set it up and kind of get it baked in. So. When, like Adam, let's say Adam was a principal of a school, we probably would never want that to happen. But let's say he was a principal of a school. <laughs> um, and we can set up role level security, and it's all in the context. So when I live connect to my semantic model, Adam would sign in, it would take his um, username and append it to the connection string as a um, the effective user. And once it'll establish the connection, and then it would run all the queries on the context of Adam and only return the, the, you know, the data that we've given Adam to based on the role level security. And it's a simple DAX statement that you would put in your model. But you can do it both, right? You can do it in the semantic model, the SSAS semantic model, or the Power BI semantic model. Either one, right? It's just great. I love it. Um, it's the best, one, of my, one of my favorite features. Oh, nice. Uh, thank you both for clarifying some of my confusion. In fact, after publishing this particular episode, I'll probably go back to it multiple times to refresh my knowledge on this. So I really appreciate you clarifying my misconception and misunderstanding. Thank you. Um, I think I have a <laughs> dumb question, but uh, will you please clarify, is RLS in Power BI similar to RLS in SSAS? say yes yeah very similar very similar it just depends on the model has a big big role to play in it and so we can go into this i, I won't you know but we can go into this like many different ways but it depends on how the, the back-end model the data model that you build um the, the model that you build that is built um, is put together and so you can implement it a couple of different ways so yeah it's very similar but um, your model will de determine which 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 route you take i have a question for patrick again patrick there aren't many dashboarding application that has native features to utilize sql server available groups. It makes Power BI stand out for sure. For those of us who don't know or understand high availability features, will you please tell us what it's about and how Power BI adds value there? Uh, Adam and I did a good video on this one. Um, Adam actually went way beyond um, some skills <laughs> that, that I, he broke out the debugger. There's two types of high availability, right? There's clustering and there's always on. And, you know, the terminology, please don't, you know, um, we got a little ding about the terminology there. But um, so my recommendation is that you use always on because always on gives you the ability to redirect your reads. So let's say, for example, you do direct query when you connect to an availability group. Um, so when I do direct query, I can automatically have it redirect to a readable secondary, kind of offloading all my reads from the system, from the primary operational, the OLTP system. 
them to, you know, a readable secondary that's probably not doing a whole bunch of work. And so what Adam and I discovered was that there's a little checkbox down at the bottom. And I forget the exact label of that checkbox, um, but it's like failover support, SQL Server failover support or something like that. And once you check that box, what we were able to discover is that it automatically appends application intent read only. And the other one is what Adam multi multi subnet right? It adds both of those to the connection stream. And so if I set up an availability group that contains databases and I build my Power BI desktop, I build my model from that um, availability group and I check that box instead of it going to the operational system where all the inserts and updates and everything's happening. I like to say the action while the actions happen, it'll automatically redirect it to one of those readable secondaries. So I'm offloading all those heavy queries, which could be potentially heavy queries to that, you know, that that readable secondary that's not bearing the brunt of all the daily load that's going on. And so now, you know, just by checking that box, instead of loading that one server down, I can load it over to a readable secondary. And if you're using the latest version of SQL Server, you can actually enable load balancing. So it's load balance across multiple read only secondaries. So anyway, there you go. All right. Awesome. Next question is for Adam. Um, you have recently visited Israel to visit your team of engineers there. And some of those engineers include uh, Arena and the product manager, uh, Aviv. Uh, I remember going to one of their presentation where they were going over Excel's integration with Power BI. Uh, so I'm curious, like, have you worked with their team? And if you did, and what kind of exciting challenges and insights have they uh, shared with you? Yeah, I, I uh, work with those folks all the time. Um, so they, so Arena and Aviv are focused now on the Power BI embedded offering and the uh, all of the embedding technology, so all the APIs and everything that surrounds that. Nice. And uh, I was out there recently in Israel, actually visiting with them and hanging out with them, and uh, it was it was an awesome time. Uh, of note, their uh, their office that I was in was in Haifa, and looking out there, sitting at the desk, looking out the window is basically the Mediterranean beach. Like I, I can watch, I, I'm watching people like play and run on the beach, and watching <laughs> jet skis go by, and I'm like, how do you guys get anything done? Yeah, <laughs> like, this is insane. Um, so uh, so it was pretty cool. But they uh, we sat down and talked about the new Power BI embedded offering that we just announced uh, at Ignite. And so we were going through all the ins and outs of that uh, because I was uh, working on getting documentation set up and uh, just going through a lot of things there. Uh, I also put out two videos uh, recently on October 2nd related to that. Um, and so that was in collaboration with that team as well. So, um, so yeah, we talk a lot. We talk about, you know, what customers are seeing, how we can make improvements and, uh, just making sure that we've got the right information in the documentation and it's, it's a continual process. So we're always doing updates and things of that nature. So, uh, they are a great team to work with. Nice. I like your uh, office setup there. And in fact, if I had a similar office setup, I would just change my job title, comma, Cephas strategies and look out the window all the time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was it was incredible. So I actually did a uh, roundup video where um, I set up on the fifth floor of that office building, and the background that I had, you were actually seeing the the beach out behind me. So that was done at the Haifa office in Israel. Okay, you know, around that uh, same time frame, you were also um, I don't know tooting and posting something about uh, solar eclipse. Uh, so there was solar eclipse going on. Uh, so yeah, it was it was actually happening. Uh, the solar eclipse happened while I was in Israel. And so what was awesome was I was in my hotel room. It was like eight o'clock at night, local time in Israel. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching the YouTube live stream of the eclipse happening in the U S 
So I was like, technology was awesome. Cool, <laughs> so, cool. Yeah, I went to uh, Missouri and the my my perfect site had rains all day long. So I missed yeah. out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I was able to, I, I didn't have a lot of time to like go sightseeing, but I did. Uh, the last day I was there before I left, I was able to get to Jerusalem and, and kind of see that. So that was, that was awesome. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, are there any other interesting stories that you guys care to share from your re- recent conferences that you have attended? Oh boy, uh, <laughs> some, some I can talk about, some I cannot. Okay, <laughs> all right. It would not be safe for the viewers. Okay, <laughs> our listeners. Uh, what one thing I, I uh, so, so two stories I've got. Uh, both all of my good stories come from Europe. Um, so <laughs> they don't come from the U.S. Okay. Um, so the, I was at uh, in Germany for a SQL conference back in February. Um, that was my first real uh, conference outside of the U.S. And they uh, they, they they have no problem having beer during the conference, oh, uh, nice. and so it it is flowing. And they did a BI Power Hour. Uh, for like the last session of the day and they brought in crates of beers. Um, I, I won't go into like what was actually talked about in the power hour just because that's that's part of the stuff that's not necessarily safe for our viewers. Um, it, it was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. And uh, but what was funny is they had these beer bottles that have like the pop on them. And so during while everyone's speaking, just during the entire session, you just constantly hear this pop, 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 pop. <laughs> It's all the beers just being popped from everyone in the room drinking. That's funny. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. And uh, so I went out, uh, I was at in Europe, and what was that last week, week before last, um, at the uh, SQL Saturday Holland. And then I was in Belgium for Data Mines Conference. Wow. And we went out drinking uh, one night after, uh, I think it was after the speaker dinner or something. I don't know. It was, I forget which night it was, but uh, the bar we went to, it was uh, the event organizers and then some of the speakers were there. And all of a sudden, everyone's talking in, uh, uh, wow, uh, I don't even know what language they speak there. I know it's not Dutch, it's Finnish, I want to say. And so they're all speaking another language that I don't understand. And all of a sudden people start taking off their shoes and handing it to the the waiter. And I'm, oh, like one of their shoes, they're taking off one of their shoes and handing it to the waiter. And I'm like, uh, what's going on? They're like, oh, well, it's, it's, it's for the beer. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm taking off my shoe and handing it to them. And they looked at me like, oh, are you getting one of those too? And I'm like, one of what? I'm getting a beer. And so they brought this like liter sized beer that's oh. like, I'm like, and they brought that to the organizers first and, and they're like, that's what the shoe was for. I'm like, I don't want that. <laughs> like I wanted this other beer that I ordered. And, and so they didn't actually bring me that, but it was, it was kind of entertaining. It was the first time I've had to take off a shoe as collateral for a beer. Okay. So that was entertaining. Okay. I don't know. Patrick, do you have any good stories? I have one story. Um, I was out in Costa Rica and we went to a bar. So we, I was doing a sequel Saturday and I did a Power BI pre-con and they invited me to go out. Um, and we were in local Costa Rica. I wasn't like on the beach or anything. We were in like the, you know, suburban er- urban area and we went to this beach and the beach was a bar. I mean, the bar was a beach. And so we're eating and having a good time and people kind of start staring and you can see people like taking selfies to including me in the picture. That's and so I didn't know funny. what was going on, but they <laughs> thought I was Will Smith. And so, oh my gosh. yeah. And so it was kind of strange, like the waitresses and the guy who's running the club, they're like. Hey, whatever wow. you need, you want to change the music? Mm-hmm. What, tell us what you need. And it was it was funny. 
Oh my god. You go with it? <laughs> yeah, we went with it. Of course yeah. we did, right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> So yeah, you if you notice, there's a theme that all the interesting stories happen around a bar or beverages. <laughs> yeah. Certain choices. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. You guys should come hang out with us at the Pass Summit. We'll definitely um, try when we go. We'll not be able to make it this year, but uh, uh-huh. actually one of our uh, follow-up questions was, sounds like you're both going to Pass Summit. Other than Pass Summit, are there any other interesting conferences you, you both will be attending? Yeah, yep. so we will we will definitely both be at Pass Summit in the SQL Clinic. So come on down and say <laughs> hi. Uh, we're definitely. also doing a guy in a cube unplugged session at Pass. They asked us to uh, wow. put something together, so mm-hmm. we're, we're working on that. Um, and then uh, I I've only got uh, one other trip I'm doing uh, after Pass, and that's going to be going to SQL Saturday Uruguay in Uruguay. Wow! wow. Not, wow. Not <laughs> Super cool. Yeah. 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 Patrick and I are both going to be going to that. I don't know. Nice. What else are you doing, Patrick? Uh, that's it this year. Um, that's it, pass yeah. and that. And then next year we got some stuff, right? Yeah. Um, next year, ho- hopefully, hopefully we'll be at SQL Bits in February. Yeah. Uh, maybe SQL Conference. I don't know. We're, we're trying to work out details for that. But uh, I, this year was like traveling was crazy this year. So mm-hmm. I, I told my <laughs> wife, I'm like, I, I got to back off a little bit <laughs> next year. That was, yeah. it was way too much uh, between work trips and conferences. And uh, I think by the end of this year, I will have been to eight different countries. Wow. So, yeah. Are you so, jet lagged yet? No, I don't get uh, jet lag. Uh, All the times I've been to Europe and Israel, mm-hmm. everything, I've, I do not get jet lag. So a lot of people are probably like cursing at the uh, <laughs> at the audio at the podcast right now because mm-hmm. you know I don't get jet lag, but it's it's true. I have yeah. not had any problems going back, going forth. But um, my, my <laughs> trick, my trick is that I don't sleep on the flight. Mm-hmm. I just tough through it, and then when I get there, I go to bed like around maybe eight or nine p.m. Whatever mm-hmm. the local time is there, yep. uh, and then I wake up at my normal time. I, I'm a early riser, so I'm usually up by like five or six a.m. and yes. uh, I'm good to go. That's awesome! Thanks for sharing uh-huh. that nifty little trick with us. And yeah, the yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it works for everyone. It works <laughs> yeah. for me. And hopefully, uh, in one of the future uh, conferences, we'll get to uh, meet you both and. Yeah. Would love to connect with you and hang out. It would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we're almost at the end of our audio. Will you please tell us how we would be able to connect with you on social media? Yeah, we've got a, a guy in a cube Facebook page, so you can go and like that. Make sure you're up to date on everything. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, to stay up to date. Uh, the best way to get a hold of myself um, and, and possibly Patrick also is Twitter. Um, I, I Twitter is kind of in my face. Uh, I, I give people my email address at work, and that can sometimes become a black hole of emails. Uh, so Twitter is at, at Guy in a Cube for Twitter. Um, Patrick's also got uh, at Patrick DBA, and I've got uh, at AW Saxton, but uh, at Guy in a Cube is probably the best one to, to reach me. And if you need the help, right, if you're trying to get some help with Power BI, if you do hashtag, what is it, Power BI help? Yep, um, hashtag Power BI help. That's a hashtag that we we monitor. So we watch any that. Anything, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's great. Uh, it's been a pleasure connecting with both of you, and uh, we really loved our conversation. So yeah, we enjoyed we'll, it a lot. Right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank All you right. both, Thank you. Uh, Adam and Patrick, and uh, wish you a wonderful week and coming days, and lots of success in the future. All right. Yeah. Same to you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Data Podcast. You're welcome to follow our hosts on Twitter at Rajib2k5, at Shabnam Khan2017, and on YouTube at youtube.com slash Rajib2k5. 
Our episodes are also available via iTunes, SoundCloud, Google, and other podcasting platforms. Thank you for tuning in.